Great to have Alec Lewis with us. He writes about the Vikings for The Athletic. And uh, he joins us now on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Alec, uh, why can't we have nice things? Why couldn't we just have this beautiful season that was going so well just take us nicely right into the playoffs? Well, I'm not from here, but, I mean, from what I know, like, that's, that's just like, that's, that's written in the uh, just commandments of, <laughs> Yes. Of what's supposed to happen here. That's that's kind of my, what the gist that I have um, figured out in a short three or so months that I've been here. But no, you're right. I mean, it is. It's crazy. They're ten and two and have won ten games. And it's funny. I was thinking about this earlier. But I mean, if you think, if you like, step back, very big picture, and, and really just think, like this team has won ten of their first thirteen games. Yep. Uh, it's it, it's kind of wild so different perspectives to look at it for sure yet everybody is calling for ed donatel's head yeah. uh, but so this is what i'm interested in and, and i have covered football professional football for a very long time i was a very poor high school football player but how difficult is it to to change a scheme at this point in the season to conceivably try to get a little bit more out of Zadarius Smith, who's maybe been a little bit quieter, but certainly Daniel Hunter, whose normal statistics have just absolutely dropped off a cliff this year in his current scheme. Yeah, it's a great question. I'll start with Daniel Hunter because I was thinking about him last night as I was watching Monday Night Football, and I, I pulled up some of the film that I have, and I, I really kind of watched most of the defensive performance from Sunday and just focused on Daniel Hunter every single snap. I just wanted to see what it looked like. And I know you mentioned the numbers, and I think overall you're exactly right in that it, it does feel like they've dropped off from like a sack standpoint. But I, I will say just watching, I mean, first, on Sunday he was matched up against Penesu, who was one of the youngest and most bright tackles in the NFL. And the other thing that I just that jumped out is, I mean, he was winning on a fair amount of reps. And though he did drop in coverage at, at, at a couple of snaps, he was most of the time hand in the ground roughing, rushing the passer. Excuse me. So um, I don't say that to, to mitigate the fact that the pressure has not gotten the quarterback to the liking of all fans and probably the team <laughs> and even the, the pass rushers themselves. In terms of altering the scheme, I mean – it's really difficult to, uh, I think, just scrap plays or assignments. What I do think is possible, though, and it, it jumped out on the film as well, is the Vikings secondary and their defensive backs play play so far off receivers. And so the receivers aren't having to fight to release off the line of scrimmage. And, mm-hmm. and, and the quarterback on Sunday's case, Jared Goff, is just in pure timing, rhythm, progression. Um, so I think if there are adjustments to be made, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's shortening the space between where the secondary plays off of the receivers. And then I think it is dialing up some different things, specifically with guys like Eric Kendricks, who, who are, have proven in years past an ability to rush the passer and, and, and be creative in that, from that standpoint. So I know I'm throwing out a lot of different things, but I think that's the nature of where things lie yeah. with this Vikings defense. It's going to take a lot to shore up so much of the space that seems to pop every single Sunday. 
So so maybe Ed Donatel doesn't need to be run out of town uh, just yet. Alec Lewis from The Athletic joining us now on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. What it, From what you've gathered from Kevin O'Connell and your dealings with him this year, how yeah. does that conversation go? How does that conversation go from Kevin to a guy who's coached more football than than I think Kevin O'Connell's lived at this point <laughs> in his life, right? I mean, how does and, and he's a very very much a a esoteric, thoughtful kind of guy. You can you can see that. How do you think that conversation goes and and, and how does it how does that approach happen? It's a great question. And I mean, just from listening and speaking with Kevin, both in pressers and to the, off to the side, what have you, I mean, he, he's a very thoughtful and, and um, just, I would say, new age coach in the sense that it's not so much about like screaming at his players as it is like giving them a reason for why you're doing the things you do and, and having relationships with them. And but that said, in a, I, I think there's a competitiveness uh, and a a a um, just deep desire to succeed nature within Kevin O'Connell, and 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 that that obviously lies from his playing days that can come out. And I think you've seen it on the side. Like there were times Sunday where I was just watching the sideline and watching Kevin's reaction after the Lions would convert a third down. You could see him arms folded, shaking his head. I mean, it, you could you could really sense the frustration just looking at him. And so I think in a situation like this, speaking with a guy like Ed, you would hope that the relationship that Kevin and, and Ed have built uh, through their, their short time here together would allow them to have some pretty honest, frank conversations. And that's what I, I expect has happened and will continue to happen. I don't think this is the first week. Actually, I know for a fact it's not the first week that these two have, have had serious, honest, intense conversations about the, uh, what's, what's going on with the defense. So, um, I don't know. This is a, this, you know this, but it's just <laughs> such a high-stress environment every single yeah. week. And for, yeah. for, as, for as thoughtful and as kind and as young and new age as Kevin O'Connell is, I don't think it mitigates the fact that, that, that pressure runs high in this thing. But, again, and we talked about this already, incredible that – uh, on a week in which Justin Jefferson has 223 yards, Kirk Cousins throws for 425 and two touchdowns. It, it's really, it's not even the A or B topic. Those are, those are the C <laughs> topics of this week, which, which is incredible. Uh, now they get the Colts on a short week, a Colts team that, that is going back to Matt Ryan, it sounds like. Um, Matt Ryan is not the same Matt Ryan he was a couple years ago in Atlanta, though, is he? No. No, he is not. He has not had... <laughs> Uh, the most promising of seasons. And if Matt Ryan steps on U.S. Bank Stadium's field on, on Saturday, excuse me, and throws for 300 the way that the last five quarterbacks that have faced the Vikings have thrown 300, um, the mayhem that it feels like now about the defense will just be um, ex- exponentially increased because Matt Ryan is, is I believe Kevin O'Connell said they came in to the league together to, to show how old uh, and how long Matt Ryan has been doing this. The zip on his passes seems to have been yeah. kind of lost. And, and the reality is their offensive line has just been pretty putrid all season. So um, it should be, it, it, it really should, a, a solid opportunity for the defense, the pass defense specifically, to have a fairly solid day, you would think. 
and and get some guys back too, which will be good. Uh, sounds like they'll have Harrison Smith back this weekend. Alec Lewis joining us right now from the Athletic on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Alec, we talked a little bit about this earlier in the show about and and frankly last Sunday about how I, I impressed I was that the Vikings chose not to play Christian Darrisaw last weekend when they clearly could have yeah. used him. Um, what went into that decision and what is it as clear cut as they just simply wanted to make sure he really was healthy and, and through their concussion protocol? Cause, cause from what we're seeing right now in the NFL, if that's true, then, then good for them. And, and I commend them, but what went into it? What were the talks like? Did Darisol want to get in there? Or did they, did they convince him not to what, what behind the scenes didn't we see? Well, I do think Christian did really want to play, but I, I think to your exact point, Christian Darisol was cleared fully, I believe, from the pro- protocol on Friday. Um, yeah. So for him to, to go through really just one full day of practice on that Friday and then play uh, Sunday, I mean, that's a really quick turnaround. That's not to say he didn't do that a few, a few weeks ago when he uh, returned from a, his first concussion of the season, but I, I just think the Vikings, um, knowing what it takes for these guys to play and play at their best, Sunday and, and to put them in the best position, just we're not going to throw him out there. But we did talk to him Friday in our, our quick time in the locker room. And you could, I mean, he, he you could tell he wanted to be in there. I'll, I'll say, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, I had a conversation with Christian just about, I mean, I, we were talking about the, the T Wolves and sort of stuff. He's a huge uh, sports fan. So he's been in the locker room. He's been around, but I think that this, this training staff and this medical staff, they, they took this one, Really, really careful, and I think he's returned for a full week of practice this week, which they feel like if he goes through that um, and he is clear of the protocol and, and things look and check out good, then he'll he'll play rightfully this weekend. So I think that's been the process, and it's been interesting. I mean, as you know, it's my first year covering the team to watch these processes develop, and there have been a couple of situations beyond national situations like Tua Tagovailoa's concussions. I mean, even – Within this team, I mean, a Caleb Evans, a quarterback, yep. rookie quarterback, has had a couple or a few concussions this season. And so um, you just imagine, it, I mean, I, I know just hearing Kevin O'Connell talk about these things every week, it's, it's, a, um, it's just a case-by-case basis. And it's, it's just a really, I think, hard injury to get a read on. And it, it requires full honesty from the player. And it requires full understanding of the, the impact of these injuries to the player. Vikings Colts on Saturday, U.S. Bank Stadium. Alec Lewis joining us from The Athletic, telling us, in fact, we can have nice things here in Minnesota. <laughs> Alec, thanks so much. Thanks for bringing the positivity. Uh, appreciate you coming on on short notice. Thanks for the insight. Yeah, of course. That's what I'm here for, positivity. Um, that's, that's, that's why I'm here. Promise. Well, just you, wait man. a few Thank years you, covering the Vikings. You'll change. Appreciate you, man. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> Alec Lewis from The Athletic, thanks so much.